The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Deep Soul Dialogue with Nellie Loth. Discover the truth of who you really are. Hi, and welcome back. You're listening to the Superpower Network, and this is the Superpowers of the Soul channel. And this podcast is Deep Soul Dialogue. And I'm honored to be the host. I get to be the guide. I get to be a tour guide on a pilgrimage to the heart. My name is Nellie, Nellie Loth. This podcast is really enriching my life. It is my wish and hope that it is also enriching your life. I feel so much that these are the days when we need to find community and a new way of interacting with each other based on a language of kindness, gentleness, deep love, and compassion. I believe in your capacity to love and to bring compassion. I believe that all of us are so far greater than we think we are. And so Deep Soul Dialogue is also dedicated to discovering the truth of who you really are, to uncover the veils that obscure that light in you that we speak about so often. The truth of you is certainly beyond who you think you are. Being, essential being, is far beyond who we think we are. And I want to look at some of these ways, some of the qualities that I feel have been essential on my spiritual path today. Qualities, or on this network, they call them superpowers. What are the superpowers of the soul? There are two specific qualities of mind and soul that I feel great homage to, two qualities that I feel came through great suffering and great striving on my path. And I want to talk about that today, what they are. When you come onto the spiritual path, it usually is inaugurated The motivation is often suffering. Something happens. Something shatters your life. Something breaks you open in such a way it can be excruciating, painful. And yet, in the shattering, something opens. That opening is really essential. That opening is the beginning of being receptive. I've got to do something different. I have to find a way out of this. I have to learn something new. There has to be another way. We get desperate. There has to be another way. So we want to start by saying, oh my God, am I grateful for those shatterings? 
I wasn't at the time. And you may not feel it at this moment. And the world certainly is offering so many images of shatterings. But when we come together, we are going to redefine what those shatterings mean. We're going to see it differently. We want to see it from the view of a great mind, a higher mind. We want to engage an aspect or a faculty. You may not even remember you have a faculty for such deep kindness and caring for yourself and others that your being alive becomes a gift to the whole world. So when you come into this path, when you come onto the spiritual path and and you continue to, for sometimes years, have one struggle after another, I used to see it and I knew it was simply as if I were climbing to much higher elevations where it becomes more dangerous and difficult. The images, of course, that come up are those who climb Everest. And the higher up you go, the more difficult, the air is thinner, there's such struggle. And as we as human beings try to go outside the gravitational pull of this limited self, it takes great effort. We have to constantly go beyond a limited view of ourself. When I first came on the path, it was a great shattering that absolutely motivated me. There were multiple deaths. And I was already pretty fragile, I believe, as a child. I was always filled with life and light, but I did have a lot of self-doubt. And when you get on the spiritual path, I found myself confronting even more struggles, a constant letting go of what I thought I wanted, a constant letting go of what I wanted in order to get what I needed. So we're going to look at this. We're going to take a brief break, but we're going to look at, it's actually Mick Jagger's words, you can't always get what you want, but if you try some time, you just might find you get what you need. Can you believe it was Jagger? Let's just take a few moments. I'll be right back with you. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Hi, welcome back again. I'm still Nellie, and this is still Deep Soul Dialogue. Discover the truth of who you really are. This whole podcast is about the spiritual path, isn't it? That's what it's about. Rededicating ourselves over and over to bringing the mind back to center in the heart, pulling it out of all the knots and entanglements with opinions, arguments, trying to be right, trying to be better. Because every time you bring the mind back to the heart, ah, takes a break. You take a sigh, you breathe. Come to me, all you who are weary and who labor. I will give you rest. 
beautiful, beautiful quote. So shattering, big shatterings. God, they're hard, big struggles. But they led me to these qualities or an understanding of two qualities that I believe are essential on the spiritual path. For me, these two qualities go hand in hand. I want you to picture a train track. And you see those parallel tracks. And that train has to run and those tracks have to be really well aligned as this big powerhouse moves across all the miles on those rails. For me, those two rails that hold this train, that keep me motivated and moving, here they are. Gratitude and humility. It's as if gratitude is in one hand, humility is in the other. And every day when I do my practice, meditation, chant, contemplation, silence, I have to do this every day, but every day when my hands come together in a prayerful pose right here at my heart, it is the coming together of gratitude and humility. First, I'll just mention gratitude. A very great saint from India, South India, Ramana Maharshi, once said to a student devotee, you know you thank God for the good things that happen to you, but you don't thank God for the things that you think are bad, and therein is your mistake. I really have thought of that a lot. Gratitude goes with love. Gratitude goes hand in hand with love. Gratitude goes hand in hand with love. Love is the substratum of your life. And gratitude, it's an attitude that opens us to that love. Thank you. Not for this or that. Thank God I didn't get this. Thank God I did get that. Gratitude is not about comparisons. Thank God I have this while others don't. Gratitude is so far greater. It's just a thank you. It's an attitude of openness. Of not defining everything as being beneficial or not. Of seeing everything as a part of this vast mind. Not grasping one thing and pushing something away. I just say thank you. It's one of the first things that comes to my mind when I awaken and when I go to bed. Thank you. It's hardest to practice when I'm suffering, when I'm sick, when there's been another one of those moments when something shatters me. It can be very hard then. But I practice and I just say, thank you. I didn't want to say attitude of gratitude because we've heard that so many times, but it is an attitude. It's a generalized approach. That's what we mean by attitude. It's a generalized approach to everything. As if I say thank you to each person, to each situation. 
Because underlying all of this, you see, is you're starting to see something beautiful. As if what you call God or the sacred is reflected in everything. Thank you. It's moments when you're so moved, it's as if seeing all of space permeated by a kind of light, a luminosity. Gratitudes are very natural state to a person on a spiritual path. And we'll talk later about spiritual teachers. They're so important. In Deep Soul Dialogue, we must speak about spiritual teachers. Where would I be without my teachers? And I have this deep, general sense of being thankful just to breathe and not just to have this physical body, but to have access through my physical body to these teachings. That's what the Buddha calls the precious human birth. We have the capacity to study great teachings. We have the capacity to change our mind. We're healthy enough. We have the mental capacity. We have the luxury to afford the time to sit here on these devices and connect with each other because so many other beings don't have that luxury. This is known as the precious human birth. It's as if I can say, I can use my life and my body. And I can use it to benefit myself and others, to liberate myself and others. Wow. Big words. But they resonate inside of us. I can dedicate my life and the remainder of my life to serving others. And it brings me great joy to say that. And that makes me thankful. Because it brings meaning. It brings purpose. It's just not about me getting what I want. That is so empty. And it generates this sense of, God, thank you. And it's taken me, I must say, a long, long time. And I want you to feel hopeful. Just keep struggling. Keep on keeping on. As one friend said to me years ago when I was really in the midst of a conflict in the job, this was my manager. And she said, stay the course. And it was at a time when people didn't support me or like me or wanted me there. And I felt very discouraged. And through all those experiences, it sort of wore away that clinging I talked about in the last podcast, clinging to the self. You sort of, when you don't get what you want, your hands stop grasping it. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometime, you just might find you get what you need. Oh, my God. We are taking Mick Jagger and we're saying, wow. Even though I didn't get what I wanted, and in my personal life, that happened a lot. I got something far greater. I said that, I think, back a few podcasts. I got the pearl of great price. But it was as if that hand, that wrenching girl that wanted what everybody else had, you know, the house, the husband, the car, the success, money, security, 
I must have made a deal with somebody and said, don't give me anything until I get the one thing. And for that, I say, thank you. I feel it a lot. I feel it, but it goes hand in hand with a sense of humility. We're not great with humility in the West, are we? We don't, we don't like being humbled. It's confused with humiliation, but I will say it's often in the times I've been the most humiliated that I learned to have humility. Remember I told you about Wendy, the patient that kept coming in to see me, never did anything I recommended, my patient with AIDS. And it was through Wendy's eyes that I saw the wink, somebody winking back at me, and I heard the voice, who do you see when you look at her? If you don't see me, it is your eyes that need to be healed. You see, Wendy became the object of my gratitude and my humility. I was humbled. People don't get this a lot, but a lot of the saints that I know of, of all traditions, they live in humble circumstances. They want to serve everyone. They want to serve them. I told you the first time I went to visit my Tibetan teacher, a great master. He never let on. He served me tea. He was so humble. Until you got him on what we call the dais, the throne, when he was teaching. Then a power and a force came through him that was indescribable. The power of compassion and wisdom was palpable. But he was always so humble. Gratitude and humility are the two tracks that the spiritual path and the train glide on. Humility, you see, it's going to arise if you start to see the self in all others. You'll start to see every place is sacred. You'll start to see every person as an emanation of God. You'll greet them in a different way. This is not a fairy tale. The fairy tale is seeing them any way else, seeing them not as who they really are. For how you see others is how you see yourself. And if you want to discover the truth of who you really are, don't we need to begin with looking in the mirror of others? And if we approach them with a sense of gratitude and humility, doesn't that change the game? Just think about it for a moment. The sense of humility came to me naturally. I have to say, I have been humbled throughout my life. And usually it's by other people, by the, the way that they hold themselves, by the way they interact with such courage. I went to a funeral recently, and someone lost the love of his life. Someone lost the love of his life. And I will say, without a doubt, that this man 
his presence was so consoling to everyone else. The way he held himself was such a demonstration of his love for his wife. But it was also as if he was holding a space that all of us who felt inconsolable could be consoled, and yet we were there to console him. And I was so humbled by his presence. I was humbled by his eulogy for his beloved. I was humbled by the pauses he would make in those moments when you felt he would be overwhelmed with emotion, loss, grief. These are the people that remind me that there's so much more to every human being. These moments when I am touched by someone's presence in the midst of great grief who can still stand, those are the moments I see that what permeates all this time and space is such great capacity, something far beyond what we know or what we think. It's pure knowledge. There's something so far beyond. And when this man stood there in that church, it gave me a space for my grief, but it was as if his heart held a profound space. That is humbling. And yet, I'm so grateful to him for that moment. It was imprinted in my heart. Human beings touch me all the time in their simple acts of kindness. When I go through my day-to-day, some people are always impressed or they talk about how they'll say Nellie can walk into a room and she lights up the room. And I think there's a misunderstanding. And they say you interact and the way you interact with people, it's like you wake them up. But it's because I'm empty. It's because somebody's working through Nellie. And the same thing that others see, I see, I see something beautiful happen in these interactions, not because of Nellie. But it's as if this presence of God puts her hand in Nellie and then puts her hand in this other stranger. And then through laughter and silliness and some interaction, joy bursts forth. But it's something beyond Nellie. And that's why I feel humbled. When any of us really truly touches another human, it's because something in us, beyond us, is using us as an instrument. Can't that only make us grateful? Doesn't that make us humble? And then aren't we humbled and grateful in the presence of all other beings? I'd love to go deeper with this. These are just a few thoughts that these superpowers of gratitude and humility, I just want to put them out there to you. Be thankful. Not for anything specific, just be grateful. Just say thank you. Because it opens a huge space that every object and person in that space is blessed. Doesn't that make us humble? 
Aren't we humbled to see the light of the sacred winking back at us in everyone's eyes? Gratitude and humility, superpowers. I think I'd like to end on this note and tell you how deeply grateful I am to you and I am humbled. May these words enlighten your way. May they bring you joy. May gratitude and humility attend every interaction that they become holy because you are. Thanks for being here with us on the Superpower Network and on this channel, the Superpowers of the Soul. This is Nellie, Deep Soul Dialogue. Namaste. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.